God only made me one way. That's to be Jalen Hurts. I'm powerful, tough, relentless competitor. The journey far from over. I'm obsessed with this game. Enough is never enough. It's about taking it to another level. The only direction is to rise. Everybody in their opinions, they don't deposit at the bank. Welcome to NFL Live. We start today's show with some dollars. Jalen Hurts has agreed to a new five-year extension worth $255 million. The new deal makes Hurts the highest paid player in NFL history in terms of average per year, putting him at $51 million a year and just ahead of Aaron Rodgers. Adam Schefter breaking the news today and now joins us here. Adam, what else can you tell us? Laura, this is a deal that has been in the works for weeks, maybe months, the Philadelphia Eagles knew it was coming. And while Eagles fans have been waiting for the big blockbuster move from this franchise this offseason, here was the move today, keeping one of their own, a player who in January, the Eagles head coach Nick Sirianni compared to Michael Jordan, who last month at the owners' meetings, Jeffrey Lurie said, is a special individual, somebody you want to build around. And the Eagles were always going to get this deal done, and they were going to get it done this offseason in light of all the other quarterback deals that are going to get done. Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, all quarterbacks eligible for extensions this offseason. But the Eagles are the first out of the box. They didn't wait for the market to be set for them. They set the market, and they set it with Jalen Hurts, somebody they felt comfortable and confident in, somebody who overcame losing his job at Alabama, transferring to Oklahoma, finishing second in the Heisman, to where he was today. One year ago, there were questions about who would be the Eagles quarterback. Now we know just who the Eagles quarterback will be, the new highest-paid player in NFL history. Yeah, and Jalen would tell you, unfinished business, too. He wants to win at least one Super Bowl, but he'd like to win more than that this only a launching pad for that. Adam, stay there. More from you coming. Dan Orlovsky here today. Does the tape, Dan, from Hertz match the new deal? Absolutely. In the NFL, you're known for what did you do lately? And we can go to last season, two third down throws in the Super Bowl to kind of display that. No quarterback can improve as a passer more when it comes to ball placement than Jalen Hurts. The concept is number one, Devontae Smith to Dallas Goddard on the crosser. He's going to read this low to high versus man coverage. It's third and eight. Jalen's got to do a really good job because he's going to get some internal pressure from Kansas City that's going to move him off the spot. He's got to move while also keeping vision downfield on that read concept. He understands third and eight, that ball, Devontae's not going to win. He's got green grass right here that he can throw that ball out to space to Dallas Goddard. The reality is this, though. You have a trailing man defender and a back hip that is going to undercut that throw. Ball placement has to be absolutely premier if you're going to get the completion. That's absolutely outstanding by Jalen Hurts. We did not see that version of him the season before. Then probably the throw of the season. Third and 14. It's a huge drive. He's going to go number one, shallow cross. And number two, it's going to be Dallas Goddard. He's going to read this high to low. Excuse me, low to high. Now the read is going to be completely off the corner. It is going to be covered too. Safety has half the field. Corner, you have that little flat zone area. The read is off the corner. If the corner decides to drive, then you could throw that corner out. 
If this corner hangs back at all, this ball should go to A.J. Brown 100 out of 100 times. But Jalen Hurts, everybody at home, what's that corner doing? He's bailing. This ball should get thrown there. But it's third and 14, and Jalen Hurts realizes that. If you are going to make that throw, once again, it better be absolutely spectacular. Those are two perfect throws that no matter who you are, you cannot throw it better. That's the development and the improvement by Jalen Hurts was the recognition and then the ball placement. For what you've done for me lately or what, lately or what you remembered last, it's the best performance of his career, the money deserved. Dan Orlovsky's here. Mina Kimes, Marcus Spears, Adam Schefter for the hour, of course. First, congratulations to Jalen Hurts and his family no today. Doubt. They are the only ones who really know how hard he's worked for this. But those of us who have covered his career dating back to Alabama have seen glimpses, many of them, to what led to today. Congrats. Marcus, remind people just how far Hurts has come, though, yeah. in the last 12 months. Yeah, I'm glad Dan showed that, Boogie. But uh, another part is the intangibles. Um, yeah. We've said on NFL Live a number of years and heard Dan talk about you have to be a CEO. It's a certain way that you have to carry yourself as a quarterback. And the one thing you know about Jalen Hurts is complacency won't set in with this new contract. He'll still strive to be the best quarterback. And adversity is something that he invites. And I believe if you have a chance to win a championship in this league, if you're going to have a guy that can continue to get better, and he's going to put the right type of energy forward in continuing to be better, then this is the exact guy you pay. We've had all these conversations before about Jalen Hurts, but the contract is really how a team tells you how they feel about you. Right. And Philly just confirmed that they feel the same way that a lot of people felt about Jalen Hurts and his ascension. And another thing, shout out to the woman power, his agent, mm. Nicole Lynn, as well. We work with two women on this show that's in front of the camera. We have some behind. We know how much better you get when you work with great women, okay? <laughs> Shout out to Miss Nicole Lynn for getting that done as well. Absolutely amazing. This and great what she's yeah. doing in a extremely male-dominated field. Congratulations to Nicole and yeah. Jalen Hurts. Mina, as we spin this forward, what does this deal mean, though, for the Eagles yeah. as they try to continue to build a roster around him? Life gets harder. I mean, this is true of any team that's no longer, um, you know, paying a quarterback a rookie contract. It, the margin of error gets smaller, but it doesn't mean you can't have success in the NFL. I mean, you can point to the team that the Eagles lost to in the Super Bowl as one that after paying Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City, of course, had to make difficult decisions, trading away Tyreek Hill. Uh, finding value in free agency, finding value later in the draft. Guy, we talked all season about the defensive players, the rookies who are starting for them. Philadelphia is going to have to do all of those same things. However, and I think this is worth noting, while they had to make some tough choices on defense this offseason with all those free agents, the offense is essentially intact yeah. for Jalen Hurts next year. That's out of losing Shane Steichen, their offensive coordinator, which is a significant loss. Excited to see what Brian Johnson does. And, of course, Miles Sanders, largely the same core. So Jalen Hurts is being put in this position to succeed this year that he was last year. It's after that that it becomes more incumbent upon the organization to build around him. Yeah, I totally agree, MK. We started off the show with the, the money sign and the new contracts. Marcus, I thought we were going to do something for you and you oh, with all that money you got. That yeah. money you got now. <laughs> it's already gone, bro. Uh, I, I need, I need <laughs> some money. Let me get a dinner. Y'all um, get on my nerves. Listen, the, the, the Eagles kind of experienced this relatively recently. In 2019, this summer, they gave Carson Wentz a gajillion bucks. Mm. And if you go back to the 19 and 20 drafts, that's really when the contract that they gave him plus the lack of talent infusion that happened. I mean, these are really the first 
you know, three rounds in those two drafts. The only guy that they really hit on is the quarterback because four of those guys aren't even on the football team anymore. So wow. I think the, the big takeaway is Mina's right. It gets harder, but they have to learn. Howie Roseman, their general manager, who's been great, he's got to learn from the mistake that he made in those two drafts to make sure that he doesn't kind of put Jalen in a little bit of a, a difficult situation similar to what happened with Carson Wentz and the lack of talent that kind of got infused into that roster. Adam, you got more. Yeah, well, let's bring together everything that we've talked about here with the Eagles trying to upgrade their roster around Jalen Hurts and all that he's overcome because it was one year ago when the Philadelphia Eagles traded a first-round pick last year to the New Orleans Saints for a first-round pick this year, which is the number 10 overall pick. And part of the reasoning of doing that was Jalen Hurts wasn't proven yet. He didn't have the type of MVP season that he did this year. And so the Eagles felt like they would have the ammunition in this draft to go after a quarterback if they needed one, if Jalen Hurts didn't pan out. But he did. And now that he's panned out, they can go take that pick, the 10th overall selection, and try to upgrade the roster around the quarterback that is now contractually tied to the Philadelphia Eagles for the next six seasons. Yeah, to that point, it's a blueprint that I think you'll see a lot of other NFL teams try to follow, but you just don't find Jalen Hurts' growing on trees yeah. all over the place. Adam, I want to continue on along the lines of this Jalen Hurts deal because it certainly has an impact on the negotiations with the Ravens and Lamar Jackson, what they're currently going through. What do we know there and how it relates to Hurts? Well, there's no way that the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson couldn't be tracking what was transpiring in Philadelphia. And I think that everybody knew that at some point in time, this deal was tracking to get done. And so Lamar Jackson, by and large, has been seeking a fully guaranteed contract, though there are people who are close to him who have said he doesn't need to have a fully guaranteed contract. But if we're going to compare apples to apples and we go back to last September in a contract that Chris Mortensen and I reported on at that time that Lamar Jackson turned down. He turned down a $250 million deal from the Ravens that included, with an injury guarantee, $175 million in guaranteed money last September. Fast forward to today, and we see the deal that Jalen Hurts gets, $255 million, $179-plus million in guaranteed money. And so there are similarities, but once a quarterback who got his team to the Super Bowl this year, who nearly won MVP, doesn't get a fully guaranteed contract, it's tougher for somebody else to argue that they deserve a fully guaranteed contract. In regards to Lamar, this deal makes me think he's going to have to cave. Uh, one of two things. He's either going to have to cave with how much guaranteed money he's asking for or willing to take, or he's going to have to cave with hiring an agent. Truthfully, he should just go hire Nicole Lynn, who just did Jalen's <laughs> yeah. deal. That would be the first call. He's going to have to cave in some aspect because of this deal that Jalen just got done. Yeah, I think what stands out about the Jalen deal is how normal it is. It just it looks like the other quarterback deals. And increasingly, as Adam said, it becomes apparent that the Watson deal, with its full guarantees, was an aberration. So it becomes more and more difficult for Lamar Jackson to go after it when all these teams can say these excellent quarterbacks and there are going to be a couple coming down the pike are getting normal deals, assuming that Burrow and Herbert do the same. Potentially, if Lamar drags us out even further, maybe with those two other deals setting more benchmarks, he could accomplish something that way. You know, he's taken this pretty far, and I think that's a testament to him. But it does feel like the guaranteed aspect of this is becoming increasingly remote as yet another standard quarterback deal gets done. 
Yeah, to, to both of y'all point, this may be a line of demarcation contract-wise, but I look at a different angle as well. And obviously we saw the Baltimore Ravens acquire OBJ in free agency. But think about this, y'all. Kyler, who got paid, he acquired D-Hop. Jalen got AJ. This, there's uh, Josh Allen got Stephon Diggs. There is a significant um, trait here when you start talking about quarterbacks not only elevating but giving them opportunities to win. The one, the two common denominators are offensive lines that either protect them at a very high level and they have guys on the outside that can be game changers and game breakers. So Lamar has to be looking at that as well. You know, it's been reports out there that he wanted OBJ or he wanted DeAndre Hopkins in this offense. That's been floated around. But the bottom line is this. If you're Lamar Jackson, you see the money now. With a quarterback that was in the MVP race, you're an MVP. With a quarterback that took his team to a Super Bowl, you haven't went uh, acquired that yet. But ultimately, $179 million should be the starting point, guaranteed yeah. for Lamar Jackson based on what just happened with Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Just a reminder that we're now 10 days away from the NFL draft, which Adam has pointed out multiple times could be an inflection point for both Aaron Rodgers situation and maybe Lamar Jackson. That one could stretch out a little bit longer, but we're getting we're in it, right, guys? We're, we're getting right toward the end of this timeline where some of this should be solidified. We're also just getting started on NFL Live. Up next, we get into the draft. The Colts have that number four overall pick. Dan hitting the touch screen to show how both Will Levis and Anthony Richardson would fit in Indy. Mina will tell you which one they should actually take it for. Plus, the Giants begin voluntary minicamp today without Saquon Barkley and Dexter Lawrence as they hold out for long-term contracts. But hear why Dan thinks Saquon will be the one who will have a tough time landing a new deal in New York. And look at that, a new giant. That's Darren Waller making okay. his entrance in NYC, getting ready to go. Can't wait to see what he does in that offense with Brian Dable at the helm. We'll be right back. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Furthest you've ever thrown it? Between 75 and 80 yards, yeah. On two feet or on your knee? With the crow hop, yeah. <laughs> All right, 50-yard line from the knees. I think on my knee, I could get around, around 65, yeah, because I hit the crossbar from 50, so. That's pretty, yeah. <laughs> pretty good. How much you want to bet I can throw a football over them mountains? <laughs> yeah, if Coach would have put me in the fourth quarter, we would want to say championship. Napoleon Dynamite, kind of an underrated football movie. Didn't check out Will Levis's journey in episode three as 
Archie, Peyton, and Eli help him prepare for the NFL draft. It's on the clock, presented by Ego Outdoor Power Tools, premiering tonight at 5.30 p.m. Eastern, exclusively on ESPN2 and ESPN+. Plus. Let's continue on with the Colts and Will Levis. We'll explain that in a second. Owner Jim Irsay took to Twitter to address Indianapolis options for the upcoming draft, writing, for the 23 draft, we have many options. With the number four pick, we could stay put and take a quarterback or trade up and take a quarterback or trade down and maybe take a quarterback or not. That's it. All options on the table, but we like our position and we're very excited. Fire up. I love how honest he is. Anyway, we all knew that, though, but cool. Uh, anyway they go, the Colts believe they might have the right man at head coach to groom their future quarterback. And Shane Steichen is that guy. Uh, he's had plenty of success with quarterbacks, including helping Phillip Rivers earn three Pro Bowl selections in four seasons as his QB coach. After that, he helped Justin Herbert earn Offensive Rookie of the Year as the Chargers Offensive Coordinator, with Herbert setting an NFL rookie record in touchdown passes last season. We all saw the leap that Jalen Hurts made under Steichen as his OC, finishing the year second in MVP voting while earning second-team All-Pro honors, of course. He signed the big deal today. Indianapolis had Will Levison for a visit today. So if they were to stay at number four overall, the common logic is that they would have their choice between Levis and Anthony right. Richardson if quarterback is, in fact, the mm. pick. Mm. Dan, how would those two guys fit in a Steichen offense? He's had success with guys that have very similar skill sets to the, these players. You talked about Justin Herbert, and when I think of Herbert, I think of, like, the half-roll big ball shots down the field. Will Levis has that in his bag. You saw it in Kentucky where you put him in the shotgun four strong up top and you get that play action pass where the offensive line is going to go full flow left and then the quarterback is going to half roll to the right. You're trying to create time and space for him. Receiver up top, you have a field post. Go as far as you can across the field. Receiver at the bottom of the screen, you're on the crosser to take two, the corner and the safety. Now watch Levis. Half roll, set up back foot right around the 16-yard line and just launch this ball downfield from 116 all the way to the other 25. 50-plus yards in the air. That looks like Justin Herbert. Now, Anthony Richardson, we just saw Jalen Hurts in the design quarterback run. Two-by-two two formation. We saw Philly do this just last year. Jet sweep motion, right, to make the defense flow laterally, and now you have the zone read off the defensive end. If he collapses, you keep it. If he stays outside, give it. By the same time, you're pulling that backside tight end as a lead blocker. Receiver, you have a crack to the safety. That defensive end closes. He keeps it. Now you have two lead blockers on the corner and the safety. Laura, you know this. This is an SEC defense. They all have angles on this young man. No one comes remotely close to catching him. And I think the thing, right, pretty good. I think the thing that I want to tell everybody about with the Anthony Richardson quarterback run that we saw Jalen Hurts have success with is Everyone points to Richardson only having 13 starts, and that's fair. But when you implement quarterback run in your offense, the reality is you will see simpler defenses more often than not. Defenses yeah. have so much to look yeah. for, yeah. and they have to play so fast yes. with it. I think that you can ease him in because of that and make sure that defenses play a little bit more simplified while he gets like the learning curve of the NFL under his belt. Just really quick, Mina, you're saying that you think in this Colts offense, Anthony Richardson could be your starter right away? I would make sure that he started at least um, halfway through the season. Absolutely. Wow. And I think because of the quarterback run, he will see simpler, complex defenses. Go ahead, Mina. 
I, I love that point by Dan about the type of defenses he'll face. And I also love that you frame that as an attribute because sometimes when we talk about dual threat quarterbacks who face a lot of single high coverages and for example, Justin Fields, Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, Daniel Jones, all ranked in the top 10 in terms of facing single high in the NFL because of their rushing mm. ability. It's almost framed as Negative. a critique yeah. like, oh yeah, it's easier for them because, you know, they the defenses are worried about them, so they drop an extra man in the box. Yes, because they themselves change the math. Yeah. That's an attribute. It's mm. something they bring to the table. And while Will Levis and Anthony Richardson both had some accuracy issues in college, the fact that Richardson comes into the NFL, I believe, as already a top three rusher, yeah. it's going to make his life so much easier, both yeah. as a runner and as a passer because of what Dan said. I'm doing this, y'all. I'm doing this on my wrist right here because what Dan and what Mina just said is it buys you time yeah. when you have a crazy athletic trait. Like, think about it. We talking about Jalen Hurts, who took time, but his athleticism was able to get him by. Yeah. Josh Allen, athleticism, when the inaccuracy was happening in Buffalo, athleticism was able to get him by. And here recently, we saw the turnaround of Justin Field with Chicago, and that offense yeah. become explosive because they decided we are going to use your athleticism until we can get you up to speed as far as playing this position holistically. Because at some point, you're going to have to from mm -hmm. the pocket. You're going to have to uh, go through progressions. You're going to have to make early decisions, throw tight window throws in order to be, ascend to be a great quarterback or a top five guy. But Anthony Richardson traits, when you look at him right now where it stands, and everybody talked about how he crushed the meetings at the combine, and people were so impressed with that part of his processing, the athleticism buys you time yeah. in order for him to take those other jumps where you can have a tremendous amount of success with a quarterback not you're not paying a lot of money to, and you can build just like we saw Howie Roseman, um, Bean, Brandon Bean, and um, also the one I'm forgetting, but y'all know who I'm talking about when it comes to athleticism. Yeah. Ryan Poles, when it comes to athleticism. Well, listen, we think that Anthony Richardson is a fascinating prospect, but so is this entire prospect. Dan, you mentioned the run on quarterbacks, but let me ask everybody this. What if the run on quarterbacks gets a little bit delayed? What if it's a little bit later to start than people thought? We've been hearing about quarterbacks going one, two, three, four. That's not going to happen, I don't believe, in this draft. And what would happen if and when we've seen Carolina make the move up right away right away for a quarterback at one but we haven't seen anybody trade up to two when houston's open to listening we haven't seen anybody trade up to number three because you know what i think indianapolis thinks there's a real chance right now that they could sit right where they are at four and get potentially the second quarterback in this draft there's a chance we might not see a quarterback go at two or even three, and there might not be a team that you trades mean. up because the value in that what? isn't what we thought it would be. So Indianapolis oh. may be sitting there with its pick in the litter, Anthony Richardson or Will Levis or C.J. Stroud. That could happen. That's a possibility right now. I'll bet you ten dollars. might be there at a four. very nice oh steakhouse that some a quarterback, two quarterbacks go in the first four picks. There's no question about it. I bet you ten bucks. Um, this Man, is what wait, I'll wait, say. Hold on, Dan. What kind of odds? What kind of odds you give me on there? Because I, that's obvious. Everybody's expecting that, right? I'll give you ten to one, to one. Done. Ten to we, one. Ten to one. Ten, ten to one. one on ten Here, bucks. Here's my Done. thing. Here, here's my thing. 
If you're Indianapolis <laughs> and you're banking on Houston passing on a quarterback and the Raiders who are sitting there, Which the Seahawks that are sitting there, the, the, yeah. the, the Lions yep. that yep. are sitting there potentially entertaining, yep. and this class being as, one, accomplished, and or two, talented, I would sit there and say you are rolling the dice and banking on someone making a mistake. And wow. I don't think you can do that in the NFL yeah. draft. These teams right point. now seem willing to wait. They seem willing to wait. And I don't think we're going to see a quarterback go at two. And I think all the teams that were talking about trading up to three know that. And so they could sit back and wait. And so this great quarterback oh rush that we've all been expecting well. might start a little bit later than we all thought. I'm just telling you. All right, we'll so see. It, if it starts at four, there you go. And apparently Dan's buying Adam a $10 steak. $10 steak. Is it cheap? <laughs> wrong. Maybe yeah, it's cheap well, no, steak, we're, we're, no, just, just to be clear, <laughs> we, we have a $10. $10. If I owe Dan $10, if a quarterback goes two or three, he owes me 100 Correct. if the second quarterback okay. goes four. Correct. Great. I'm glad we cleared that. Wait. That's good. Uh, also, I mean, listen, watch for Will Anderson there. Watch for Jalen Carter if this is what we're talking about. Fascinating stuff. Coming up, more on Jalen Hurts' historic deal as Adam Schefter returns with the latest. And the reason someone here says Hurts' relationship with Philadelphia is perfect. We'll be right back with a whole lot more. How about this from Hurts' agent, Nicole Lynn, tweeting on January 13th, quote, does anyone know where we can get a Brinks truck, please? Urgent. Then today, after Hertz got his new deal, she, quote, tweeted with that and said, all good, found one. I love it. Nicole Lynn, the absolute best. We'll be back. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We're just 10 days away from the NFL draft in Kansas City, April 27th, 28th, and 29th. Again, we have every pick on ESPN. NFL Live will be there for two-hour specials on Thursday and Friday, 3 to 5 Eastern, also available on the NFL Network. ABC's coverage focuses on the prospects' journey to the draft. All three days live on ESPN Deportes, ESPN Radio, and the ESPN app. Big news today with Jalen Hurts agreeing to a contract extension with the Eagles. Adam Schefter, what do we know? Well, Laura, in an offseason that's going to be defined by large quarterback extensions, Jalen Hurts is on the board first, ahead of Lamar Jackson, ahead of Joe Burrow, ahead of Justin Herbert. 
There will be a number of big mega quarterback deals done this offseason, but none so far have been bigger than the one that Jalen Hurts got done today, a five-year, $255 million extension that included just north of $179 million guaranteed. These two sides have been targeting this deal for months now, and Right before the NFL draft, they're able to get it done. If we think back to one year ago, the Eagles traded back to get an extra first-round draft pick in this draft so that if Jalen Hurts didn't work out, they would have the ammunition to go draft another quarterback. Well, he blew that up during the offseason, became an MVP candidate, almost won a Super Bowl, and rendered all that moot and obsolete, and today became the first quarterback this offseason to land one of those major deals. There'll be others ahead, but Jalen Hurts is on the board first. Yeah, if you look back at his career so far, if you put a wall of a challenge in front of him, Jalen Hurts usually finds a way to climb over it and then some. Last season, Hurts made a huge leap as a pocket passer. In his first two seasons, he struggled significantly inside the pocket, ranking near the bottom of the league in QBR, completion percentage, and touchdown to interception ratio. Last season, a completely different story as he ranked second in QBR and first in both completion percentage and touchdown to interception ratio on his way to fin finishing second in the MVP voting. Uh, Mina, how unique is the situation between Hertz and the Eagles? Well, it's now the second example, Laura, of a player coming into the NFL with incredibly impressive traits, talking about Josh Allen, yeah. uh, but question marks about accuracy and then showing dramatic improvement once he got into the league. That's true of both Hertz and Allen. And I think for organizations, it is tempting to look at that and extrapolate it onto future prospects, including some of the guys we were just talking about. But I also think that for both of these quarterbacks, and certainly with Hertz, there's two really significant, I wouldn't call them caveats, but things that also have to be in place. One is, the organization, the team around him, both Hertz and Allen, very, very good organizations, very good offenses, both teams that went out and got them very good wide receivers. Jalen Hurts, of course, we, we've talked about his offensive line and the, the scheme to no, to no end. And then the other thing, and I think this is really important when we talk about the draft and these toolsy prospects, is both of these guys, certainly Hurts, have unreal mental attributes in terms of their own personal drive to get better. This was true, Laura, as you know, all too well covering Jalen Hurts in college of him as a prospect. It's true of him in the NFL from everything we hear. So I think when we talk about these uh, prospects, these teams have to figure that out, frankly. And I don't know how easy that is, yeah. but when they're saying, okay, he could be the next Josh Allen or Jalen Hurts, it's not only do we have the right team around him, but does he have those mental qualities to make the sorts of improvements in processing and accuracy we saw from these players? Yeah, it, it, the maniacal work ethic is needed to do that. But the question has been answered. Can you improve, improve accuracy? Yes. Absolutely. That has been answered. We know that now, and I think the Agreed. reality is, is like, the mechanics got better for both those players, Jalen specifically. It's physics. If you refine those, they get better. The big question that he got answered on top of that was, can you see it? And that's what these teams have to figure out moving forward for guys that have these traits and attributes is because Jalen was a guy that came in. He, does, he wasn't exposed to having to see it a ton. So, like, do you see the pre-snap and post-snap? Do you see the coverage recognition? Do you see leverage of defenders? Do you see the windows open and close? That's really where Jalen Hurts made this tremendous leap on top yeah. of 
the mechanics of the accuracy that was necessary. Yeah. Yeah, what both of you said, the, the, the thing that came to my mind when, when MK was talking uh, and Dan is, are you willing, right? Yeah. And you talked about the mental fortitude that you have to have, MK. And Dan, you always talk about quarterbacks not only staying in structure, but not panicking and getting out of structure when it doesn't look the way it's supposed to look immediately. And I think that's another characteristic that you see these quarterbacks sure. develop over time. And what I mean by saying is if the if the five-yard check down or if the slant is there and you know you can get it there, don't be afraid to do it. Don't bail too early yep. thinking that you need to be an athlete when you still have a availability in the pocket. Don't leave the pocket when it's a clean po pocket. Don't do all of those things that people try to use negatively about your athleticism, yeah. and that allows you to mature and grow as a holistic quarterback. And I think that's what you want to get to with these athletic guys at some point is for them to say, you know what? I don't need to use this speed or this power in order to get in and out. And that was the jump that Jalen took as well. Yeah, just one more thing to the point of Jalen Hurts as a human being. His parents have a huge piece in that being well a done. coach's son. And the way that they set him up for all of the different challenges he would face to get to this point. Pretty amazing to see the success that he's had as a result of what they did as parents. Still to come, Georgia defensive tackle Jalen Carter met with the Lions today ahead of next week's NFL draft. Hear why Marcus thinks Detroit could be the perfect landing spot for him. That's next. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. During my time at San Diego, coming in as a freshman, the senior quarterback reached out to all the freshmen and put out an invitation to come work with the Autism Tree Project Foundation. And the school down there has a program where we would connect student athletes with kids with autism based off kind of hobbies or interests they may have. So after games, kids would come. One of them would grill our quarterback and kind of give him the stats that he had for that game, uh, told him what routes he missed, what players were open. It was a, a special time down there. The lesson I took away was, you know, don't judge a book by its cover. You can make judgments just based off of kind of seeing someone. Once you get to know people and how special they are, they possess amazing qualities. Incredible story there from potentially the first tight end off the board next week, Dalton Kincaid. Dan, you see who he is off the field. Yeah. When we look at Kincaid on the field, what stands out to you? He's a weapon. And that's my big question for tight ends is, can I weaponize you formationally? Meaning, can I put you by yourself and gather information? And then the second thing is, can I put you by yourself and kind of create some matchups? And Kincaid does that. You feel good about him putting him out there and, hey, let's run of those fade routes and give you an opportunity. Put him soloed and go work the middle of the field on some of those seam routes to allow us to attack the field vertically. Down in the, down in the red zone, that's when you can create those small window throws. He's smart enough. He wins at the line of scrimmage. He's got great feel for zone. And then the separation ability versus man coverage, 
that's when I look at tight ends and go, this is a guy that you want as a part of your offense. Dalton Kincaid led all FBS tight ends in receptions and first downs last season. Mm. Certainly saw it at the college level. We'll see who takes him. Let's read and react to some news from around the NFL. Starting in Houston, where Texans GM Nick Cesario was asked about taking calls for that number two overall pick. Listen. We've received some calls, actually, on the number two pick. So I think our job and responsibility is to listen. Um, you know, not rule anything out. Um, and I think whatever the end result is um, come Thursday, you know, we'll be prepared to go um, either way. So if you want to quote me, are we open for business? I'd say we're open to listening. So if you want to change the vocabulary this year a little bit. But uh, we have received a few calls. Um, and, again, I think our responsibility is to listen, um, to try to take the information in and then just make the right decision. Mina, should Houston be taking calls for this pick? Yeah, they absolutely should, especially if, as Adam laid out earlier in the show, they are seriously considering not taking a quarterback at pick number two. They should definitely, I would say, be hoping that a team offers them a haul. This is a roster that needs a lot of help. And if there's an opportunity to get an additional first-round pick in, uh, on top of one this year, uh, over taking Will Anderson or Jalen Carter at number two. I, if I'm Houston, I seriously consider that. Up next, Jalen Carter, who made an official visit, sounds like recruiting, uh, with the Lions today. Carter has <laughs> now met with five of the teams picking in the top ten. Marcus, is there any chance he could slip out of the top ten? I don't believe so, Boogie. Not the type of value he's going to bring, especially in today's NFL. And when you think about the visit to the Detroit Lions, who drafted Aiden Hutchinson last year, now you start to build a core of young guys that can absolutely dominate games. And you guys know how I feel about interior pressure in this league now, but also being a one through three down guy that you don't have to interchange to get to generate pass rush and be actually dominant. We know the Chris Jones and the Aaron Donalds and the Jeffrey Simmons of the world, the Quentin Williams. This is another one of those guys in that mode, I believe. So Detroit would do themselves very well if they win Jalen Carter or anybody in that top 10. Yeah, golly, now I'm thinking maybe the question should be, is he going to slip out of the top five with mm. what Adam's telling us lately? Yeah. When we come back on NFL Live, Giants stars Saquon Barkley and Dexter Lawrence are not attending the team's voluntary minicamp that began today. Marcus will tell us which guy, which player is more important for New York's future success next. And then check this out. The presumed new QB1 in Green Bay, Jordan Love, arriving today for off-season workouts. It's snowing. Of it's course it is. There? It's Green Bay. Uh, it's Love's team now, okay? A new era begins. We'll be right back with more NFL Live right after this. Keep it right here. Busy day in the NFL here. Let's get to some of the top stories around the league as Adam Schefter jumps back in. Adam, 26 teams started their offseason programs today. It's already here. But there were some big names not in attendance. What's going on there? Let's start with Quinnen Williams. Well, Laura, he has said that he will not be back with the Jets until he has a new contract. He doesn't have the contract yet. Today is the start of the voluntary offseason program. So, of course, he's not there. It gets more interesting with each step. If he's not at the mandatory minicamp when he's under contract, a little bit more interesting. If he's not in training camp when that opens with his new current contract, then that's even more interesting. But 
The fact that he's there today or not there, no big surprise today for Quinnen Williams. Dexter Lawrence, also in search of a new deal, much like the ones given out to defensive tackles this offseason. We saw Deron Payne get one in Washington. We saw Jeffrey Simmons get one in Tennessee. Dexter Lawrence and Quinnen Williams want their new deals, and it doesn't seem like we'll see them until they have their new contracts. And Saquon Barkley is not under contract, and therefore he's not even allowed to be with the Giants at the start of their offseason program. They started the voluntary offseason workouts today. Saquon cannot be there until he signs his franchise tender. The two sides are not close to a new extension yet, and so as long as there is no new deal, we will not see Saquon Barkley either easy to make a statement for voluntary offseason workouts. A little bit more interesting for mandatory minicamp, a little bit more interesting for training camp. All right, we'll keep an eye on that. And last season, Saquon Barkley recorded over 1,600 scrimmage yards, by far the most on the Giants team. In fact, the next two closest players on the roster combined had less yards than Barkley, and that's including their quarterback, Daniel Jones. Head coach Brian Dable was asked about it today, all that contract drama going on in New York. Listen. I've had conversations with, with both those guys, and, you know, both of those conversations will remain private. Um, you know, I hope you can respect that, but that's kind of where we're at. Those are business situations, and those guys have to go about them how, how they see fit. So, you know, I certainly respect that. I think we all do, knowing those two guys. They're team first guys. They're great teammates to everybody, and, and everyone in our locker room has a tremendous amount of respect for, for, for both of them. So, um, you know, that's, that's team business, and, you know, I'm not going to comment anymore on that. I want Dable to be like, uh, let me just tell you exactly what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, let me share with you guys. <laughs> is that okay? <laughs> Mina, how <laughs> tricky is this situation for New York at the moment, though? It's real tricky. I mean, Daniel Jones got the big contract. Saquon got tagged. That's not because of who they are as players or where they stack up around the league. It's because of the positions they play. And yeah. also, in Jones' case, I think it's a bet on future performance. You know, his contract isn't based on what he did last season entirely, although he improved a great deal. It's also the Giants saying, we feel that if we improve the circumstances around you, get you some weapons, a Darren Waller, you can get better, which is reasonable. I think you can criticize it, but it, naturally that does create some tension inside a locker room or at least raise questions. Mm -hmm. Rather, I don't presume to know how, how they feel when the other players who aren't paid, Barkley and Dexter Lawrence, or top five players at their position, they just play the wrong position. In my mind, um, not only is this challenging for the front office, but it places a lot of pressure on Daniel Jones to live up that, to that contract, yeah. especially knowing that he got paid while you know, the running back who's been so important for them last year did not. Yeah, I think you're onto something there. Marcus, where would your energy be right now if you're in that Giants front office? Man. It would be on Dexter Avenue Baptist Church because Dexter Lawrence is built like a church. Shout out to Martin Luther King for that one, man. Listen, I'm telling y'all, and it, to Mina's point, it's, it's almost the same as what she said about Daniel Jones. It's positional value, right? And these these big time or these stalwart defensive tackles are just harder to find than running backs. We see them littered throughout the league. We see the struggle that running backs are having, even when they request a trade. When you look at the situation going on in San Diego with Austin Eckler, but it's also Dexter Lawrence's performance. Like, look at this dude pressures. Buggy, our stat guy sent this to me. 43 lined up. Look at the names that he's Woo. associated with. And we talk so much about the significant jump that the offense made and Brian Daybowl and his really good uh, coaching. 
But we also, Wink Martindale did a phenomenal job. And the one thing Wink Martindale has had since he's been coaching linebackers with the Baltimore Ravens big. or whatever is big physical guys yeah. up front that can create lanes, create space, and generate pressure. And I think Dexter Lawrence and his position of value, his production, and what, how he was able to impact games makes him the most important. Not saying that Saquon Barkley doesn't have an impact when the ball is in his hands like anybody else in the league. It's positional value what these running backs are running into wow. right now. Yeah, I just it feels like Saquon's going to get the short end of the stick, so to speak, on this one. So to, to MK's point, they've already paid Daniel Jones. I agree with Marcus. The next person that should be paid is, is Lawrence. You can't pay all three. It's, it's impossible. There's one team in the NFL that pays the quarterback, a defensive tackle, and the running back top 11 cap space hits. Top 11. That's the Tennessee Titans. It's really difficult. As great of a, a player that Saquon Barkley was last year, and he had the opportunity to finally stay healthy, you sit there organizationally, and don't forget, this organization comes from Buffalo. Buffalo was not an organization that gave a lot of money to running backs. They used draft picks to acquire them, and that's the philosophy they went about, but they didn't pay them. And I think it's really hard to sit there after paying Daniel to go, we're going to be able to pay Dexter Lawrence the money he's going to command and Saquon Barkley. It feels like he might be left out. Oof. Hmm. Yeah, I think we're going to learn a lot about this in the draft um, because this is an extremely deep and talented class of running backs. I just finished watching some of the later round yep. guys um, last week. And I, if New York feels the way, you know, Dan, you're talking about wary of giving Saquon that kind of long-term contract, I have to think they're going to draft one of those backs and then they'll be telling us what they plan to do with their decision right. in the draft. Yeah, the writing on the wall Let there. Let me be is honest with y'all. Oh. Go ahead. Let me be honest with you. This does not feel good saying this about Saquon. I know. Saquon. No. That's what like, I'm thinking. I'm like, he, he may decide. He together. Yeah, he may say, I'm out on this, which yeah. becomes very interesting. Okay, time for one more thing. Uh, check out this tweet from Swagoo. He said, I'm good with Jalen Hurts only getting five more dollars than me on his yeah. deal. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, all right. Get your Man. money up, Jalen. Uh, Get your man, money up. I'm out here I cannot. Like, I mean, like, dinner's on you. I cannot wait to that steak dinner in Kansas City at the draft next week, you know, then, fella. Y'all know that. Y'all know this is gonna be one joke a minute. You know, it people is. talking We're about how you ain't supposed to talk about your money. I'm talking about man, baby. Oh, baby. Hey, let me just say, though, in all seriousness, we are so glad to know that we get no, more that. of this swagoo who we love so much. Yes. The yeah. smiles, the laughs. About the family, the man. Excellent, family. excellent analysis. Amen. We are so thankful for you, Marcus. Congrats, so glad bro. that you're with our ESPN Much love, family. my family. Yes. Thank y'all. We love you, mommy. Appreciate you're it. stuck with us. And you're paying Send us dinner. barbecue yeah. recommendations, yeah. by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're going to be there. <laughs> 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 we're like that. We'll see you tomorrow. You're so dumb. <laughs>